You're listening to a Kurimao podcast. Deadly. The Black Yard is a podcast produced by the Curry Mail. Grab a cuppa, kick off your shoes, and join me, Kirk Page, Naomi Morin, and Luke Carroll in the Black Yard for a candid conversation about everything. We acknowledge Bunjalung country and the Wijibal Waibal land upon which our offices sit. We acknowledge and pay our respects to our ancestors and elders, past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. The Koori Mail. Knowledge. Culture. Country. Connection. Jingiwala. Welcome to episode three of The Black Yard. I'm your host, Kirk Page, and joining me in the studio are my co-hosts, Naomi Morin and Luke Carroll. Coming up on today's podcast, we'll be having a yarn with AFL legend Michael O'Loughlin and his involvement in the Go Foundation, an organisation that focuses on our kids' culture and their education. We'll also be having a yarn about the upcoming AFL and NRL semi-finals and the racism in sport that continues on and off the field. Hey, Naomi. Hey, Luke. So, Luke, what's happening? Now, everybody, we're very honoured and proud to be joined by a living legend of the game, past X-Wans player, brother boy, uh, Michael O'Loughlin. How are you, brother? Hey, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad, brother. And uh, once again, thanks for joining us on the Black Yard podcast. Not a problem. Uh, Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We know you're a busy man, brother. We've not only... Uh, all the all the fingers in the pies you got there, you know, you're especially <laughs> with, the, with the Go Foundation, especially. But um, but you are, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're a busy man. So thank you for joining us on the nah, podcast. No wrongs. Now I just want to start with it's been a bumper bumper start to the AFL uh, final season. Uh, very exciting games last weekend. Um, I know a bit, a bit of heartbreak for myself and yourself. Yep. Uh, our beloved Swannies. What a game it was against the GWS Giants, going down by one point. In the end, um, oh, we had our opportunities, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Look, um, you know, that was heartbreaking to watch last week. Um, our team has um, has had an incredible year. That you know they've lived away from from home for the last sort of twelve, thirteen weeks now, along with a few other teams, obviously. But um, they've done a, a huge, they've had a huge year, and really proud of their efforts. But you know, one point. Uh, is is always really it's a bit of pill to swallow and that'll that'll really spur them on the next year. But you know, as you mentioned, you had all those sort of opportunities to kick a goal and, and obviously put ourselves in front, and uh, unfortunately, it just did not work out. Heartbreaking indeed. But I must say, you know, the positive that come out of it, we we are playing semi final football. You know, we had a bit of a, a bit of a lean season last year and the last couple of years actually. But um, this year, the boys are a young team, young squad. Yep. Uh, they 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 come on leaps and bounds, and the future is looking bright, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think about um, the rebuild and, and and how John Longmire, the coach, has has been incredible about keeping you know a core group of players together with mixed with experience and youth. You, you absolutely love the way they play. Um, when you turn and watch on a Sydney Swans game, you know you're going to get a, a, a great game that um, you know the team never really gives up. Um, and you mix that with some real brilliance as well from Tom Papley, Buddy Franklin, and these types of players, Isaac Heaney. It, it really is incredible. So you know the, the future is looking really bright for the Swans. And and um, you know being an ex-player and and now sitting on the Swans board. 
uh, it's really is exciting times. It certainly is. And I've got to give Mickey O a, a big uh, rap here. I, I love my sport and Mickey O knows, you know, that I love my sport. And so he, he got me involved in be, to become an ambassador for the Swans. So thanks, yep. brother. And I'm a proud ambassador. And um, yeah, yeah, it just goes to show it, how... It, it really is disappointing not being able to get the games, um, as you know, look like... It's uh, we love getting out. The the SCG is an incredible um, place to to obviously watch a game of AFL footy, and, and the Swans put a great show on. And as you mentioned, the ambassador program that we have around our, um, our all of our sort of Swan supporters, it's really important because you got you know guys like yourself who've grown up in Sydney and um, have got a really strong affiliation with the game. Um, and certainly from my point of view, all I want is, is I want to see more and more of our um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait mob being a part of the game as well. Uh, as I said, it's a rugby league town, but the Swans have got some really great support. So having people like yourselves on is, you know, you, you're doing us a favour and um, I really love that. Yeah, brother. No, thanks once again. And a big shout out to James Bell, represented a proud Yuan man from the yep. South Coast. They're playing for the Swans on the on the weekends. Um, he's got a bright future out of him as well. But uh, there were a few other games as well. Uh, the Blockbuster was on a Friday night um, between Adelaide and Geelong. Um, over there in Adelaide, and Port Adelaide got away with the chockies there, didn't they? Yeah, look, they're, they're a quality team. They, I think, certainly from my point of view, they're, they're the favourites going into it. They go straight to a prelim now. They'll have a week off this week. Uh, and then they'll face, a, a, you know, um, um, whoever wins on the weekend um, next week. So that's a really, um, you know, as I said, Port Adelaide have always been thereabouts. They've had some really ups and downs, but love the way they're coached by Ken Hinckley. Um, we've got some really quality players and that are playing well at the right time. Um, you know, my old, um, I guess, you know, our old sort of ex-Swans player, Alia Alia, has had a, an incredible year for Port Adelaide after being traded from the Swans to Port. So he has, hasn't he? Absolutely. The, the All-Australian centre-half back. So uh, I'm really proud of Alia, but, jeez, uh, I still love, love him to be in Swans colours. For sure. Oh, he's, he's having a bumper season. And, uh, yeah, good luck to him over there in Port Adelaide. Uh, they're, going, they're looking pretty good. Uh, the other team looking very good. The other team is very – and I'm very excited because they've had some very, very lean years in the past sort of decade, even more. He's uh, the Melbourne Demons. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, they beat Brisbane on the weekend. But, yeah, they're looking good, aren't they? Oh, look, that, I mean, I, I'd love to see a Port Adelaide-Melbourne um, Demons grand final. Um, as you mentioned, uh, they have had some lean years. They haven't had a premiership now for, oh, look, I think it's about 50-odd years. So, you know, they're due and they're, and they're playing well at, at the right time again. Um, they've had a, bit, a little bit of an up and down sort of um, last couple of months, but ultimately they're playing really well. They've got some quality players. The Ruckman, Max Gorn, has been incredible. The All-Australian captain this year. So great leadership within the middle. Exciting midfields, midfielders. Uh, you got um, my little nephew, Cosy Pickett, running around causing damage in the forward pocket there for the Ds. And they, they are looking brilliant at the moment. So they'll again, they'll have a week off um, and come back for the prelim. Um, so, you know, everything's firing for them at the moment. Let's just hope that they can keep that momentum going. Most definitely, yeah. And a big shout-out to Cosy and, and his old man, Kevin Caprinuri. Yeah. Proud Raka man, not a dairy man, unless you are yourself. One of the yeah. funniest fellas around, that fella. Yeah, he is. And you know what? I've got to give him some props. He was an absolute jet of a footballer and basketballer. Hey, look out. So, oh, um, basketballer. Really, I'll, uh, I'll have yeah, to bring that up with him next time I see the brother. 
Oh, don't worry. I can't believe he hasn't mentioned it already. <laughs> but <laughs> he is a deadly player. He was uh, an outstanding sportsman growing up. So no wonder that his son's, um, you know, an incredible player. Mm. Hey, Michael, yeah, just real sure. quickly, how do you feel about the grand final going um, out of the area? Yeah, look, a great question. And, uh, you know, you love to see it at the MCG. But what we want is we want, you know, people to be able to view the, the greatest game um, or the greatest day for our game, which is the grand final. And we want crowd there. So uh, we, you know, where the sort of chips have fallen with Perth and, and, and their COVID restrictions. So we've mm. got to make sure that everyone's safe. But also, they've got the capability to hold this. They've got an incredible stadium, an Optus Stadium over there. Um, so... I just think that's just a, a you know, a, I guess a common sense call from the mm. AFL to hold it over there. Unfortunately, you know, this would be the first one I've missed for about ten years now. Um, yeah, right. But it is, it is what it is, and uh, you know, I really applaud, I guess, the AFL and, and to extent, like all sporting codes, the NRL in particular as well. But to 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 be able to continue having the game, and you know. And to certainly for the people like us ourselves sitting at home, to be able to switch the telly on on Friday to watch our favourite game is incredible in these really difficult times. Mm. So, um, you know, hats off to WA for being able to host the, the grand final. It's a real big um, tick in there, I guess, uh, for their state. And lots of people hopefully get through the gates to watch it. An exciting game. And, and an amazing stadium as well over there at Optus Stadium. So, yeah, lucky Absolutely. WA supporters over there. None of their teams are in, unfortunately. West Coast and Frio yeah. both didn't make the finals, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it'll be a bumper uh, crowd over there for the finals. Just what the you know, grand final needs. Absolutely, absolutely. And rounding out the, the games for last weekend, uh, the Essendon Bombers went down to the Western Bulldogs. So um, uh, the Bombers are out of the finals race. Uh, there was a bit of drama coming out of that game, unfortunately. Um, a bit of a racism towards both a Western Bulldogs play and a Bombers play, which is unfortunate. And it's really sad to see that still happening in our game today, isn't it? Oh, it is. Uh, I mean, we all scratch our heads and we, we ask the question, why, 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 why? It, it is just unbelievable. This day and age, um, you know, I, I don't know the, the detail around what happened, um, but if it's, if it's continuing, like you think about Tasmania and they're putting a bit into... To, play within the AFL and have their own team. And again, I don't know if that's the detail around, if it had come from a crowd member, I, I don't know, but it's just, you hear that and what's happened to Tipper Moody and, you know, mm. his feelings around it. And we all stand by our brothers and sisters when they, when they face these kinds of out, you know, outrageous um, name calling. Mm. It is just incredible this day and age. Um, I still believe education's getting better. Um, and you're always going to get this, um, you know, these absolute fools who, mm. who feel a need to comment about the summer, someone's race, religion or, or creed. So it's really disappointing, That's really right. disappointing. And it really did, um, you know, Essendon haven't been in a final for a long, long time. So for yeah. them to be able to make it, that was something that the club were concentrating on and having to deal with this other garbage is just disgraceful. Mm. Um, but again, the game did get played and Western Bulldogs were, were just too classy when it started to rain. They, they're on ball brigade was just outstanding Bontempelli and these types of players um, were just incredible, incredible. McRae again had 30 yeah, odd yes. possessions <laughs> on the wing, all Australian and he's, he's had 30 possessions for I reckon out of the 22 rounds 21 times so um, I don't even know if that's been done before in the AFL, the history of the game but that's just an incredible year from him and he's actually a, a little bit of a smoky for me for the, the Brownlow medal. Yeah, I was about to say medal, that, so. yes. 
I'll tell you so, what, yeah, you mate, two. So I'll, I'll tell you what, you two. I've, I've just had more information on the AFL than I ever had in my entire life because I'm, I'm an NRL girl. So this conversation has been, I mean, look, the, the best of my AFL knowledge is back in the days of um, Andrew, what was his name? He played for the Adelaide Crows. And he was, yeah, McLeod. Yeah, and look, I think I only watched those games because he was extremely good looking back in the day. Um, I, you know, and I tend to do that. Uh, but look, speaking of education, we, we, um, uh, we wanted to, uh, you know, talk about the Go Foundation um, that you and Goodsy uh, head yep. up and the, and, and the amazing work that, that you do with the Go Foundation. That's, uh, you know, something Luke was extremely, yep. uh, you know, passionate about, um, you know, talking about. So, um, yeah. I mean, you know, during these times as well with the uncertainty around our, our kids being able to attend school, uh, how are you guys, I guess, finding it in terms of operations and um, potentially, you know, the support that you might need down the track to continue doing what you're doing? Yeah, look, um, um, the Go Foundation's something that both Adam and I are really proud of. It's going to be our legacy. We Football was a great journey for both of us, mm. and we did that for a long, long time. But the Go Foundation is uh, is going to be the legacy. Um, that's what we want to leave behind and make sure that we leave it in a really great place as well. So basically, um, we tried to do everything for everyone when we started it about 10 or, 10 or 11 years ago. Um, but then we focused on education. We think educate, you get a good education, we think uh, the world just opens up for you and mm. we need more of our mob finishing year 12 and potentially going on to university or get, getting a trade or whatever it might be. But as we all know, we need some of that, that support around our, um, around our kids. So um, I think back to my own sort of childhood and having that support would have been outstanding. Um, but um, we supply scholarships for our children and um, we, we have a great um, ret uh, retention and attendance records. So the Go Foundation mm. is really just there to provide an opportunity. It's up to the kids to walk through that door. So we're teaching, you know, at the forefront of, 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 the, of, the, of the foundation is culture. We think culture makes you strong. We think culture makes you deadly. So when we talk about these things, um, that's the one thing that we're really, really passionate about. And once you know where you're from, you know where you're going. So really important. Um, and the schools have been fantastic. Um, we've had lots of support. We run it out of the Sydney Swans um, head office, HQ there at the SCG. They've been absolutely brilliant and have always supported Adam and myself. So, um, yeah, the foundation is brilliant. We're in, you know, we have over 800 kids in schools now and universities around um, New South Wales and South Australia. And we'll be expanding into... Victoria at some point, but um, the ACT has been our late, our latest, I guess, transition into that um, mm, territory, and we're having great results. So, again, we just want to be around and support. And it's not just a matter of paying for someone's education; it is literally the the, the really small things as well. About that mentorship is really important. Mm, Safe working environments are really important. Having the right people around. So. Um, it's amazing. We have all these great programs around the country where, you know, an example might be giving a kid a, um, a laptop to complete their, their schooling, but no use giving them a laptop if they've got no Wi-Fi at home to complete their education. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we look after holistically a lot of things. And again, has its ups and downs, but we've got really great people around, um, around the, the organisation. So that's going to be, that's our baby. That's what we're really most proud of. Hi, Michael. It's Kirk. I just want to congratulate you on an incredible career and and the Go Foundation. Uh, how can people support the foundation? 
Oh, look, it's a bit difficult now with, with COVID. Um, we had a lot of volunteers who, who are offering their time, which is just incredible. Um, so log, uh, the best probably way now with certainly COVID hanging around for a little while is get online, have a look at the website and just support us. Um, we think we've got really great people involved with the, with the organisation. So um, there might not be anything there you can actually sort of, you know, get in your car and drive down to the Go Foundation and help support our, our days, our mentor days, because yep. um, they've all been cancelled. So it's really mm. difficult. Um, mm. And and there's really not much that people can do apart from, you know, show their support on social media and um, logging on to our, becoming a member of our, of our support team. And then I've, hopefully when that all opens up, we can actually reach out to people and go, hey, guess what? We need... Um, a hundred people to come to the SCG when the Swannies and, and rattle a tin for us. That's just little things like that that we really love doing and, and, and showing mm. support with, um, you know. So there's things like that. There are mentor days that we have and it's just, uh, they're really difficult to do at this stage. So both Adam, my, um, I guess myself and, and the whole Go team at the moment, mm. uh, we're online with a lot of the guys now and Zooming in, um, which is great, but, you know, we love sitting around and having a yarn with the kids when we get them and, and yeah. finding out every little sort of detail, how they're going, where their family are from and, you know, what, what their aspirations and dreams are. And, um, you know, we've had really great success. They'd absolutely love that connection with you. And I think, uh, you know, what yeah. you mentioned before around around that mentor, you know, ship, um, having the right people to support our students, you know, through yeah. through their education journey, uh, you know, when they're, when they're off country or living away from family, mm-hmm. it really does make a difference. So, you know, again, absolutely. congratulations on, on, on the amazing work um, that you mob do. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Really great to see that, you know, the ambassadors that you do have on board, um, Brooke Boney, Anita Heiss, uh, the yep. deadly Dan Sultan, uh, you know, all the people that are behind what you do really do make a difference. Your patron there, Linda Burney, um, and obviously yourself and, and Adam, the work that you're doing is 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 really wonderful. And um, and I guess one of the biggest things that um, anybody can do is is spread the word about about the work that you're doing and the opportunities that you give our judges. Yeah, absolutely. Every support, little piece of support helps, um, um, no matter how big or small that is. Uh, but ultimately, you know, we 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 we're, our mob love stories. We love we're very visual people, so it's mm. actually myself talking to the kids directly with their eyes glued to myself or Adam talking about our sort of struggles in, that, those, in those early days where both Adam and I were crying around carrying on because we wanted to go home and we missed our families and our country but we had really great role models that were just telling us stories about hey we're really proud of you fellas stay in Sydney work you know work really hard hmm. hopefully some success comes so that all sort of turned out really well but there are plenty of bumps along those journeys and that's I guess where we can talk to the kids again. Yeah, you might be struggling at school, home or in the community or something's happened. So we can share those experiences and that's what they really appreciate. Um, And then we try to create really safe environments for for them to learn. So, um, yeah, we're really proud of it and I I really appreciate your guys' support. Before you go, Bart, before you go, I'm in a tipping cop, bros. I'm coming (laughs) second in AFL tipping cop. Here we go. I've got four questions for you. (laughs) All right. Friday night, Geelong Giants, who's going to win it? Look, I think uh, I would like to say the Giants, but um, without Toby Green, I don't see him doing it. Um, big call. I'm going to go for Geelong. Oh, nice. And, yeah, of course, Toby Green out for the season by yep. making contact with the umpire last weekend's game. Uh, Brisbane happy. up against the Bulldogs on Saturday. Oh, look, that game's up in the Gabba. So up in Brisbane. Um, 
Dogs, I would love to say the Dogs, but I just think um, Brisbane did not play well at all last week and they'll get a rocket up them. And I think their coaches, are, both coaches are great, but I think Brisbane on, on their home turf will, uh, will get up. No worries. Noted. Tick. And don't ring, don't ring me if, if none of those picks turn out. <laughs> <laughs> and the two last questions from me uh, to finish up from my point of view. Um, who's going to be in the big dance? Who's going to be in the grand final and who's going to win it? Oh, look, I think if both those teams I selected, uh, um, um, you know, get up, I think Geelong will beat Brisbane uh, in the GF over in Perth. So if both those teams I selected win this weekend, uh, they'll play, oh, sorry, they'll play, sorry, what am I talking about? They'll play Port Adelaide uh, and who was the other side? Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne Demons. So I just think, yeah, those two teams will have to then go on and play Port and Melbourne next week. Then obviously they got at the prelim and then they'll go to the grand final. So I think uh, Port Adelaide will win in a grand final in Perth. Sorry. There you go. Thank you, brother. So I just wanted to uh, mention, as before we were speaking about the Go Foundation, and just wanted to let our listeners know that if they if they wanted to find out any more information about the great work that the Go Foundation is doing, that you can go online and look up the Go Foundation and also find out more info. Absolutely. Go on to the Go Foundation, uh, just gofoundation.org, um, but also get on to the, 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 the Twitter and the, the Instagram. Um, I know Luke gets on Insta taking selfies, a lot of himself. <laughs> you know, Doesn't uh, he? Check. <laughs> check. check. Go and check them out. Uh, check us out, and just just have a look at the, the great work. There's a lot of great foundations out there doing a lot of great work, and and we're we're just another one that's just trying to play its part because we've been very fortunate to do what we've been able to do over a number of years. And the, the best thing you can do now is making sure that you pass all that knowledge that you've had on to others, so they can fulfil their dreams. So that's that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, it's wonderful work, Michael. Thank you so much for the Go Foundation details. And if you want to find out more info, you can check the show description. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Stay safe and stay deadly. Have a deadly day, brother. Thank you. The Croomail newspaper is the voice of Indigenous Australia. 100% Aboriginal owned and operated. To subscribe, visit croomail.com. Every year, in our September edition, the Koori Mail publish a higher education feature which is jam-packed with upcoming education options for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. This year, the Koori Mail higher education feature is in our September 22 edition and is your chance to reach tens of thousands of readers. As always, we'll be offering real value for money in this feature for full-page, half-page and quarter-page ads. For more information on our higher education feature, call 0266 222666. Join me, John Paul Janke and Narelda Jacobs on The Point. For unique First Nations perspectives. You know, staff, yeah, they've done an amazing job over those first couple of days. And analysis of the biggest stories of the week. It wouldn't surprise me if there was at least 10,000 people. For all the news you need to know. She's not forgotten. We've got to keep her memory alive. And the conversations that matter to our communities. All of them have signed up to get their debts. The Point, Tuesday, 7.30 on NITV and On Demand. So welcome back to The Black Yard. Uh, that was a fantastic conversation that we just had with the legendary Michael O'Loughlin, who the former... AFL champion, uh, 
and I must admit, I, I don't really watch the AFL. I don't know too much about it. I, we, I grew up in the rugby kind of lifestyle myself. So did I. So did I. So, Naomi, who do you follow and what's the latest? Well, it has been an interesting week in the NRL and Luke and I will probably have a conversation about this in a second. Um, I follow the South Sydney Rabbitohs, so does Luke. Um, I I grew up in a very heavy rugby league environment. So, uh, you know, up here on the north coast of New South Wales, everybody plays rugby league, but also got some family connections to the sport um, growing up. And look, I'm, I, I love watching the Rabbitohs play. Uh, I know Luke does, and there was an incident on the weekend um, with one of the greatest players to ever take the field, Latrell Mitchell. Um, I actually watched that game and have seen everything unfold online over the the past couple of days since, and I know that um, a lot of people are are getting behind him in terms of what's being said about him online. Uh, I think that it's it's great that he hasn't contested the charge. Um, So for those of you playing at home, pardon the pun, uh, that that don't know what happened. Um, He's actually been suspended. He's been taken out of the game for the rest of the year because of a a shot that he put on an opposing player from um, the the Sydney Roosters, uh, Joey Manu, and um, that shot actually broke broke his cheekbone and his eye socket. He punched someone. No, no, no. He he uh, got the shoulder into him. And uh, so he's so he's out for the out for the season. But then, of course, you know all the keyboard warriors and all the trolls sitting sitting behind their devices at home have now really you know come down on on, on Latrell. And it's just a shame that it's you know it's not enough that uh, you know he's made that mistake. He's been taken out of the sport for the rest of the rest of the season. Uh, you know potentially you know I'd like to see a, <laughs> a grand final appearance by the bunnies uh, but yeah it's just unfortunate now that it comes back to all this all this aggressive stuff that's been said about him in return um, how are you feeling about it Luke I know you've been um, you know pretty vocal about it um, and and it's not just because we're fans uh, but I think it's just you know the brother's been through a lot most definitely I um look I just couldn't sit by any longer and remain silent I had to had to say something publicly, and I did that last night. I posted something on my Instagram and Facebook accounts, just uh, in support of Troll. Um, this is the latest incident of many in, in his career so far. I mean, you look back at, at his career, he's a champion of the game already. He's, mm. he's won premierships. He's played for his state. He's played for his country. All this before the age of 23 years of age. Mm. He did it all when it was before he was 21 years of age. Mm. You know what I mean? He's... Players play their whole careers out there not being able to play for their state or or their country mm. or win a premiership. This young fella has done it all. He is an absolute superstar of the game. Now, for some unknown reason, there are a lot of keyboard rories, as you said, and yes, this latest incident, um, you know, the biggest game of the year, it's always the Rabbitohs uh, roosters. The rivalry goes back to 1908, both mm. foundation clubs of the NRL. Both neighbours, there's a lot of history between the two clubs. Um, so last Friday night, it was a pretty spiteful game. It was pretty, I mean, the first half was pretty, you know, tit for tat. It was a pretty good game. Uh, but then the second second half, it all changed. And mm. uh, Joey Manu, who is, you know, good mates with Latrell back in their days at the Roosters, uh, made a break. Latrell come across in cover. Uh, the tackle went a bit wrong because, you know, it was at pace. 
Uh, and unfortunately, Joey uh, broke his cheekbone. Uh, but it blew up all over social media. And, you know, fair enough, people could be you know, angry about, you know, the outcome of the tackle. But there's a line you don't cross. Mm. And it's a line that's been crossed with Latrell far too often in the past. So is it like, where it, why are people coming for him, do you think? I mean, this is an uneducated comment, but I watched a little bit of the uh, State of Origin and he seemed like he was a killer throughout those games. So I just wondered, why do, Why are people coming for him? What, what is it? What do you think, Luke? Because people, when he goes against their own agendas, so when people mm. don't, like when he's playing for New South Wales, everyone loves him. He killed it this year. Yeah. Everyone, oh, we love the trail. When he was at the Roosters, all the Roosters supporters loved him. I still loved him. He was a black fella, even though he's playing for a team that I dislike. <laughs> but I always like seeing my brothers represent. Mm. Um, when he's playing for the country, he's doing well for the country. Everybody loves him. But the thing with Latrell is that he doesn't sit on his – he doesn't sit silent. Mm. He's a strong, proud black man playing a professional sport in this country. Mm. He's caught out racism in the past, and he continues to do so. Now, when he does that, people people can't – he holds up a mirror to what this society is. And people want to say we're, we're, not, we're not racist, but you look at all those – that clickbait material mm. on each of those websites, you look at the comments and you see the amount of racist comments towards him and this time death threats yeah. to his partner. Yeah, that's right. It's a line you don't cross. That's right. And perhaps this is the, um, you know, this is a moment for everybody else as an excuse now to come in and, you know, say what, you know, they're probably saying anyway, but to really go heavy on it. And I think the incident that happened on the field is is now just um, a bit of an opportunity for people to come in heavy on him. I think it's completely, you know, unfair. Uh, I think there's a lot of layers to consider in terms of the incident itself, given that, uh, you know, they're in a contact sport. When you do look at look at the footage, uh, I personally don't feel there was any, you know, foul intent there. It was it was just a hit that, that, that happened. Like you said, it came in with a bit of speed, came in with a bit of force. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's it's physically hurt somebody and ended, you know, their, their season as well. Um, but I think that the biggest thing to come out of this now is just uh, how he has been treated in light of, of what's happened and that it's an ongoing thing. And I think, um, you know, raises the issue again about racism in sport. You know, we've just spoken to one of the legends of the AFL, um, you know, and one of his good mates, Adam Goods. Uh, the experiences that they've had in their code and in the game, uh, the experiences of those that play in the NRL and any other sport when it comes to racism. In our latest edition, uh, you know, we, we are talking to some AFL players about some incidences that, that have happened recently. Um, it, it's ongoing. It's 2021 and, and it's still happening. And as hard as it is not to read the comments, we do. Uh, but it just goes to show just how, I guess, ignorant uh, the wider Australian community still is around, uh, you know, what they're saying and 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 how aggressive they are towards our players in sport. 100%. And you've got to remember, Latrell is a superstar of mm. the game. He's not just a first grader. He's a superstar. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, I don't know if... I'm just throwing it out there. But if it happened to another superstar of the game, mm. would there be this much flack? Would the media keep running with this story five days later? Mm. You know, that 
He's already he's already accepted his suspension. It, sh- it should be game over. But it's still rolling throughout the week. Mm, that's right. I've seen people online talk about the incident that happened with David. Uh, uh, sorry, Andrew Fafita. Uh, and how you know nobody was the media wasn't blowing up about the person who put the shot on him that you know ended him sorry him ending up in an induced coma and having to have surgery uh, you know to get over that that thing so just the difference between the two that uh, will you know um, wasn't kind of you know blown up in media about one incident but the other it certainly is and I think it totally comes back to you know people's people's agendas behind Latrell as an overall player and uh, you know just how much he's been dragged through the mud previously. And it is sad because our younger people, you know, look up to him. They want to see him play on the field. He's got that star quality. He brings people to the games. My two-year-old, he's only two, and he absolutely adores the guy. He sees him come on TV and he'll say, he'll point to the screen and he'll say, Trell, Trell, or, uh, you know, every now and then he'll get on the iPad, he'll go to YouTube, and he wants me to play the Aboriginal war cry from the All-Stars game. And he waits for that moment when the other players drop down down in that circle scene and Latrell pops up and his his eyes light up and I'm like, yep, brother, in about 17 years' time, I think my son's going to come for that jersey. So, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's... Uh, Nate, and, Nate, that's exactly right. These young kids, black, white, brindle, any colour, any nationality watching the games these days, they emulate Latrell's tri-celebration, the kangaroos. Mm. You know what I mean? They love he. he He's an inspiration to these young kids coming through. Young kids who don't know what racism is. Mm. All they see is a young man playing well, winning and achieving. Yeah, and, and he's got so much, adults, so much passion and pride for, you know, his community, where he comes from, who he represents outside of the field. Uh, you know, so I, I think it's a really, really tough, tough time for him at the moment. And I'm not taking away from, from the incident and what happened and, 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 and what the Roosters player, Joey Manu, is going through as well. Uh, 100%. You know, definitely not taking away from that. But I think, again, it raises the issue around racism uh, in sport and it's um, it's conversations that we're, that we're still having and it's not right. Yeah, exactly right. And, yeah, for Charles, listen, brother, we, uh, we support you, brother. We back you and, um, you know, stay strong and, uh, yeah, all the best, brothers. Yeah. I mean, talking about where we come from, uh, who we represent and our families. I know, Kirk, you wanted to talk about, uh, you know, more on identity and, and getting to know, I get a, a, I guess, a bit about where we come from and who we represent and, and, and I guess what's important to us as, as blackfellas. Yeah, well, I guess it started from the football codes and then I started to think about, you know, my own kind of experience or relationship to football. And I remember our local team, in Goodner, Queensland, was the Eagles, the Goodner Eagles. Hey, look out. And I come from a family of big black men, and they all play football, and they're <laughs> champions at it, right? I kind of it, – it skipped a generation <laughs> with me. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> um, but I did – my mum registered me into the local club, and I remember we'd go training on Wednesday afternoons. I was probably eight or nine. Mm. And I was – I was frightened, man. Like I, I did not want to get hit. Like I did, and I was tiny. I was nine, Little. and I probably looked like I was like five. <laughs> but I do remember this one Saturday morning we had a game, and I was, I think I was out on the wing. I think they put me as far away from the play as possible, probably. Um, and I remember having the ball and running, and then these three guys, boys, coming for me, mm. and I just threw the ball up in the air. <laughs> 
I was like, I didn't, you just surrendered. I just surrendered. <laughs> and then from that point, I think, um, yeah, I was like, mum, I do not want to play this game. <laughs> so slightly, <laughs> that's my story around the rugby. But yeah, I also wanted to think about looking at the, you know, the the names of the club, say, for instance, if it was the Eagles or the Swans and mm. how there's a sort of animal kind of mascot relationship with the football teams. And then it kind of led me to, to think about, oh, we could all... I wonder what what does that mean, and for us as well, as Aboriginal people, how do our totems play a role in our lives, and mm. what does that mean to us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said before, I've been, I've grown up in in a rugby league family and community, the mighty uh, Cab- Cabbage Tree Island team of of the New South Wales Aboriginal Knockout. Luke, you'll know one of the one of the best teams um, in the history of the knockout, uh, one of the first teams and continuing teams of the knockout. We know that the teams have evolved over the years and the communities and the connections, um, you know, uh, with the teams that play in the competition have evolved. But, uh, the, you know, the mighty Cabo team has, uh, has, has stood strong over the, I think it's 50, 50 odd years now of, of the knockout. So definitely growing up in a, in a rugby league community, a bit of, um, I guess, connection to the sport on my father's side. Uh, so my father was actually one of three brothers that played back in the day in the rugby league, um, the Mullins family. So uh, Luke, you might know of um, Brett Mullins that played for Canberra Raiders and, and, and the Roosters, ended his career with the Roosters. So his dad what, and my dad... My favourite players. Yeah, so his dad and my dad are brothers. Uh, and wow. Yeah, so not a lot of people know because I didn't grow up with my dad, see. I only, you know, grew up with my mob and, and my mum, but... Um, over the, the past couple of years, sadly, my, my dad's passed away now. Uh, but uh, I've got a really great relationship with Brett now and his, and his family. We're actually hoping to all catch up at Christmas. But um, I just remember growing up, you know, mum always telling me who he was and kind of didn't understand the dynamics of, of my family in terms of, you know, my dad and, and, and Brett's family and the, and the uncles. But um, yeah, so it turns out that both, uh, sorry, the three brothers, Bill, Russell and Terry, my dad's Terry, uh, all played rugby league back in the day. So Bill Mullins played for um, for Eastern Suburbs. And then my, my uncle and my dad played for uh, the Magpies, which is now West Tigers. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I definitely feel like it's in the blood. I never touched the sport. I think I played one local knockout game and, and got slammed by some, you know, some big titter girls there. Um, <laughs> from they play a mad game oh, too, look, the women. The sisters. And, and I'd love to have a podcast just based around women in rugby league. I think that'll be a corker conversation. But I'm definitely passionate about the sport, uh, definitely passionate about, you know, things that happen within the sport and particularly racism as well. But, um, yeah, and, and, and I think that... Uh, you know, the, the, the role that our communities and, and our people play in the sport um, has what made it, is what has made it great today. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say to all of our listeners too, that may, may be listening in sort of a non-NRL rugby league states and <laughs> yeah. territories that um, if you watch the October long weekend, um, NITV usually has Corey Knockout, mm. which is a massive big spectacle. Uh, so we call it like a modern day corroboree. It's that many people get there over the five days. And um, the women's rugby league is the highlight of the whole weekend. So, um, mm. yeah, the, the skills and the biggest hits uh, are, are always comes from the, um, the women's games, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. And I love your yarn, Kirk, about, you know, the 
the football teams and the significance of the names. And, you know, you go out to some of these remote communities, especially the AFL, you know, yeah. um, and, the, and the names of their football teams or the, or the hype around it, you yeah. know, they definitely live and breathe, you know, our sporting codes and, uh, and what it represents to them. If anything in this podcast raises any issues for you, please contact the National Indigenous Critical Response Service on 1800 805 801 or Lifeline Australia on 13 11 14. It's been really great to chat today with Michael O'Loughlin and all of the great things that he's achieved and also just listening to Luke, Carroll and um, Michael riff on all of their awesome <laughs> enthusiasm around the football game. Um, I think they should have a podcast of their own, those two. That would be a very awesome thing, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> that was deadly. That was deadly. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I guess it gets us to think about you know, the achievements of our sports heroes and even some the, the people that aren't on our screens or, you know, having so much exposure. Everybody, you know, who's out there mm. committed to our youth, to our communities, to, you know, putting energy into that is mm. just really fantastic. Well, that's it. And I think especially during these times, uh you know, COVID, it's, uh, it's not going to go away anytime soon. Everybody who's out there, you know, doing the work in whatever capacity, in whatever way, uh, you know, either struggling, you know, to get resources, struggling to operate as, as businesses or, or independents. Again, we're thinking of you, uh, you know, and we hope that, that our conversations uh, get you through the week. I know that um, I'm always getting hit up by, you know, friends and family that I know that we should be doing this weekly. Uh, and I just, <laughs> so, uh, you know, if it's worth anything, we are thinking of everybody and we're really grateful that everybody's listening into our yarns, um, and enjoying the conversations that we're having. Uh, I know Kirk, there's a, there's a few themes and topics that you want to touch on, um, in the upcoming weeks, uh, especially around identity and, and who we are. Yeah, and I'm really interested in hearing from some of our brothers and sisters who are out there in the sector, um, having some yarns with uh, some people that you might know and some people that you may not know. Mm. Um, and so thank you t uh, for joining and leading this wonderful conversation, Luke. And again, thanks to Naomi uh, for joining us today on The Black Yard. Stay safe, you mob. Take care. It's been too deadly having you with us here in the Black Yard today. I'm Kirk Page. Catch you in our next episode. Make sure you press the subscribe button for the latest Black Yard podcast. You can find all of our social media and website information in the show description.